Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, Guy, Nick Mason, Sourceful of Secrets, of which we are um, two-fifths, right? Are, we're going back out on the road in the summer across the UK. We are. We're, it's all of June, so brace yourself. What's it called? It's called the Set the Controls Tour. What a brilliant name. Who do you uh, think could have come up with such a great name for a tour, Gary? I wonder. I think yeah. I'm looking at him, right? But then right. I did come up with uh, Nick Mason, Sourceful of Secrets. You did, and in fact, that came up in a podcast then because you were inspired by Woody Woodman's U-boat, weren't you? I was, yes. Anyway, anyway, but enough of that. So... Join Nick, Guy, Lee Harris, uh, Don Beacon and me as we celebrate the early years with, you know, that incredible, it's an incredible body of work, isn't it? The early Pink Floyd. It goes up to just before Dark Side of the Moon. It goes up to 1972 with all the film soundtracks, all the Sid stuff, stuff you've never heard, stuff that no one's ever heard, frankly. obviously. Echoes is the big sort of, you know, uh, what is that? What would you call it? Magnum Opus. Yeah, I love a Magnum, don't you? Yeah, I never met Magnum. (laughs) (laughs) Um, anyway, tickets are on sale now and you can buy yours at uh, myticket.co.uk. And Kilimanjaro Live presents Nick Mason's Sourceful of Secrets, the Set the Control Tour. Hello, Gary. Hello, Guy. How are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to the cov who's coming on now. I mean, this is, this is not part three because we've done his life part one and part two. This yeah. is just the chat with David Coverdale because he's got another box set out. And it's the 50th anniversary of Deep Purple. Well, him no, joining. No, 50th anniversary of him joining him Deep Purple. Him joining Deep which Purple. Which is amazing, which you think about, which is like the start of... And, and that was... I think that's that's Deep Purple Mark III when he, by the time he joined. Yes, it was. And I don't think there's ever a need for an excuse to talk to David Coverdale on this show. It's, I mean, we don't know. I mean, we live in fear, don't we, of what's about to come because we, we don't know what he's got in store for us and what he'll... Tangent, he'll drag us down. Exactly, because we don't really... Yeah, because it, it's... We've been through his career, and but the th- he's one of those. But you can always revisit, and there'll always be something else. Always. Yeah, yeah. So and uh, he's just—he's uh, a force of nature, anyway. I'm, I'm, well, he was last time. So should we t- <laughs> tune in, Lake Tahoe? Let's get him on. Welcome to the Rock on Tours. Okay, guys, I'm ready. Well, it's a big tune for sure. I actually wrote that originally for Tina Turner. Of course, I had gone and found Joni Mitchell down in Florida and brought her back. I've listened to a few of them and they've been really good, man. I've been sitting in the back of the car coming into London. They're brilliant. That caused a big problem in the band, actually. I was having too much fun. Thank you guys for still being around, still making music, still being into it, and doing this podcast. It, it's uh, it's fabulous. Well, I get the feeling that us three should go for a pint. That's what I think. I'm in a band now. <laughs> it's called Roxy Music. You know this thing about the 10,000 hours of experience? Oh, yeah. To, to get good at something. When we recorded Arnold Lane, we'd done about 50 hours. The Rock Hunters podcast with Gary Kemp and Guy Pratt. Keep on rocking! We're recording. We're recording. We record from the top. Do you want to? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Do you want to? Are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, look at these handsome devils! <laughs> God, I'm I'm doing my own tech here. What the fuck is that, David? Darling. you are the godfather of rock, you're godfather of rock on tours. Oh this my is the God! Third time. Uh, oh, we love having you on. People love having you on. Social media always says, "Oh, you know, get Coverdale true. back it's on. True. He's the best." I don't. 
I could come on, do the fucking weather, anything. Come on, put me to work. (laughs) (laughs) But I got to tell you, I sent Guy recently, I'm sure, to talk to Nikki and David. The sphere is made for you guys. The sphere, I swear to God, I told uh, uh, well-connected people in, in, uh, you know, Claire Audio and all this, I said, Get a message. I don't have a direct line for David anymore, uh, but tell them they would fucking own the sphere. You're talking about Floyd. Doing the whole dark side, the whole any fucking thing. I swear to God, I saw yeah. it and I was going, who the fuck's playing? It sounds like you too. And there was like four ants <laughs> in this tiny fucking, you know, galaxy of, you know, Floyd have got to do it, man. Yeah. Tell Nikki, send well, my it love. It does, except, although it does, oh, thank you so much, though, but, but it does kind of beg the question that do you even need a band in there? Well, you know, I don't think it's big enough for a rave. It's breathtaking what I've seen. No, no, but, but in, in, no, absolutely, same here, but it, but but I would have thought, like, I mean, even just sort of a, a visual-based experience, you know, you don't actually need people because there is, there is no focal point. Yeah, it's, yeah. no, correct, absolutely, but it's like a planetarium, a voyage through the cosmos. Exactly. Are you kidding? I'd be there with a spliff and a fucking tab. You know, come on. <laughs> <laughs> when you two aren't on, they do show a, a, a movie uh, that is made for it in 18K. Well, that was Dennis but, you know, De, 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 you... Villeneuve, I think. Uh, the nerve of it, the Villeneuve of him. I think he did like a, a huge <laughs> artsy-fartsy thing for there. But, you know, like IMAX, it's just ridiculous to shoot on. You only get your brilliance of Christopher Nolan, you know, but to me as a venue... Did you go, David? Oh, I'm going to go. No, not yet. No, no. Um, But I've seen, like, all the stuff, and I'm a huge U2 fan. I love love the work. But it just seems bigger than the artist. You know, it's dwarfing, you know, and it would be like me walking on stage to introduce Kiss surrounded by the the Egyptian pyramids and (laughs) stuff. Oh, my God, I feel that my first trip to New York were purple. Fucking, I'd never felt so diminished. But I don't think it's about how big it is, more than the distraction. Tell my wife. Right, baby. (laughs) (laughs) But but really, it's about the distraction. Because, you know, you can play places as big as that. I mean, the gardens are as big as that. But but you're not looking up away from the band. exactly. You're looking towards the stage. But you're hearing, as you say, the audio uh, sense, you know, for... Uh, to use the amount of speakers that they have in there uh, is extraordinary. But all I could think of, Guy, was fucking telling Mr. Gilmore, Mr. Mason, fucking Avengers Assemble, you know, (laughs) this is fucking tailor-made for you motherfuckers. Are you kidding? There aren't enough lawyers in the world, I don't think. Oh, my God. (laughs) I love... Especially around Darkseid, yeah. yeah. I love... Did I... I, Can we talk about anything else? Did I ever... talk about literally anything else? Did I ever tell you, Guido, I was at a party at uh, Ian Pace's house a a lifetime ago, and... uh, and, and David G comes up to me and he got, with a glove, Lux the one, and you know, has a beautiful resonant voice. He says, David, uh, may I ask you, am I joining Whitesnake? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, I don't know, but I read in the, the fucking Daily Mirror that Jimmy Page is joining and, and we haven't spoken. So I've got a kid called Mel Galley's coming, but you know, I'm open to offers. But he'd heard he was joining Whitesnake and needed confirmation. I love him dearly. It was lovely to talk about. It seems about. a bit incongruous. 
Um, but listen, where that venue is concerned as well. Pink you know Snake, come on, Pink Snake. I'm in. Pink Snake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oops-a-daisy. And once the, again, the, it's dissolved into debauchery. You're this morning, aren't you? God. <laughs> Can I... I just want to talk about this, this, the sphere as well, because... It's it's um it's 4D and apparently the seats have wind and smell. Oh, and, oh and I just dear. wondered what bands would <laughs> would you not yeah. want to see? Uh, so, so do the Glasgow <laughs> Odeon. I was going to say the the beer drinking bands. I think would be the heavily duty beer uh, choir boys. Maybe a no no. I'm not sure. But know. no, I'm, th- I'm thinking like the, the the smell of patchouli oil that might be coming up during Donovan sets. Not that Donovan's going to play the Sphere. But, <laughs> but, but, but this is the scenario when when I. I see these people, oh, this is the new face of touring. No, it fucking ain't. It's a, a space where you could go in with Pink Floyd, with Dark Side of the Moon, or something about the Beatles, you know, or whatever, playing an entire yeah. album. But Floyd particularly came into my mind because it's just, I saw that when I was 15. The, yeah, well, they had... Uh, the first time I saw them, and I remember talking to I never met Sid, God bless him, but I remember Richard I adored, you know, uh, uh, um, and David, yeah. of course, and I'd say I never met Roger, um, but Roger. Um, but one of the first things I heard, I was a huge fan of the very beginning, The Saucer Full of Secrets time, Piper at the Gates of mm-hmm. Dawn, and I'd gone to see one of those pack, pop packages at 15 in Newcastle City Hall, uh, Amen Corner, The Move... The Nice, which had, uh, oh, yeah. um, at the time, were backing P.P. Arnold, but the Emerson was there, yeah. Am- yeah. Amen Corner, you know. And then it was a, the pee break, you know. They, they did it the old-fashioned way. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, now follows an intermission, but with a Geordie accent. So, anyway, everybody bails to the bar or, and the bathroom, and then suddenly over a tiny tenor, the concert is about to resume. Return to your seats, or one of those things. So there's a mass panic as we burst through these kind of swing doors into the, the main hall. There's a fucking huge meteor of red flying at us. We all stood there. <laughs> and it was, what? they had a huge white, that was the beginning of the special effects, a huge white sheet behind them, and it was all liquid... Uh, designs, oh, you know, right, the liquid right. slides and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Which they, we do, which we yeah, do live. And we they still play have live. and not one, you couldn't, could have been anybody on fucking stage because they're all in shadow. Not one musician, even in solos or whatever, had a spotlight. But we just sat there and watched this amazing experience. It was an, just an event. So did you see event. Hendrix? And then Hendrix followed that. Did you that see Hendrix just blew, that night? blew my fucking mind. <laughs> Because I, I bumped into I bumped into Roy Wood uh, a few weeks ago and oh I uh, fucking love Roy talks. how is he doing Roy Wood from Wizard he, and Move he, 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 yeah oh, he's doing really well and he and he and he talks fondly about that that gig those shows and how he used he tuned up Jimi Hendrix's guitar backstage you Man. know it's just well I've played, everyone was at I've Jimmy's played the city seat. hall a thousand times it's hallowed ground you know with the people that I, I saw we there. played it we played it yeah yeah. yeah. But it's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's uh, fantastic. Uh, uh, so what about, you know, talking about these sort of extravagant gigs, you know, is the future, because, I mean, we're all going, sadly, in in the direction of demise. Oh, <laughs> well, speak and for your some fucking self, others, Kemp. 
No, no, well, is, is, is the future like the ABBA show? Is that, is that it? Is, well, I are haven't we seen just... that, but I heard that's like a blueprint for similar experiences. But as I say, it's like Guy said, it's almost uh, unnecessary to have your players there. I love live soul music, and U2 has moments of absolute spiritual energy going between the audience and the, and the songs, it's it's a glorious uh, experience. It truly is. To they can make a stadium, a, ch a church, you know, a cathedral of kinds. Um, yeah. But even that, I'm going. Wow, you can't even see the fucking guys from the nosebleeds. You know. No. No. But, Pastor uh, Bono. I, I, it's interesting though with what you're saying there, David, because uh, what my thought when I went to see the ABBA show, there's a bit where they go off because there's a live band playing, and then there's I mean it looks like it's four people. Yeah, it yeah. Seems like you're seeing four people on stage, but there's a bit where they I go fucking off. Fucking no ABBA. Right, get... What do you mean there's four? I don't fucking ABBA. <laughs> all, all right, all right. <laughs> and anyway, but they go off. I don't know why to get re-rendered or something. Oh dear, um, <laughs> re-rendered. No, <laughs> and the and the backing singers come up and do a song and what's and the place goes mad yeah. are they goes real the back and singers it's they're the real music. yeah they're real it's the the music is like brings people it they created perfect pop music <laughs> but i mean i suppose if you were going to put together um i mean obviously they're going to one day will be the beatles and they'll do it with the rolling stones oh but if you're going to put together a, a deep purple sort of oh. uh, white snake evening. Uh, you know, I'm talking about 50 years time, David. They, they, they could go through, they could have Ian, they could have you. You know, I mean, it's possible to embrace the whole of, well, of purple. I don't know. It? It's not on my radar. I've got a full dance card right now. Um, you know, and as you were talking and both of you were mentioning about the lawyers and stuff, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, in the room to get the Floyd, you know. But the Floyd yeah, guy yeah, was yeah. in, you know. Those guys, those you're working with, Nick. You know. Sadly, yeah. we've lost, yeah, well, we've lost uh, Richard, who I adore. But Guy was perfect in that scenario. I loved seeing and hearing him in there. But it's all that lawyers. There's no communication. Richie and I, I'm very happy to say, buried our. 30-year hatchet uh, after we lost John Lord. Uh, I'm very happy to say I'm in touch with him and Candace, his beautiful wife. Um, and Glenn Hughes, of course, my soul brother. Uh, I have no no connection with any any of the other guys. Wish him well or whatever, but there's just no no connection at all, really. Did you get your did you get your gifts as an aside? Did you get your gifts this morning? I haven't. Oh, uh, Yes, the yes, I'm wet. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Oh, oh, I'm sure you get fucking coffee table books delivered every fucking day. No, get I never here. got it today. <laughs> no, I never got it today. It went to Ben, and our producer, no, our producer has texted me, and it's on its way. Apparently, oh, okay. I haven't received it yet. But thank you so much. It's, I'm a, forward to it's that. a total You're boner. You love it, GK. So what is it? It's a, is it um, like a four hundred page book of uh, my beautiful musicians, our purple tour and everything. Um, there was an wow. issue with the, the pr production of the scenario and I took whatever was remaining uh, of these books uh, and I have 200 of these books now we're selling through uh, whitesnake.com, the online aspect. Uh, and that goes online, yeah. I think, at noon today. It's a pretty cool pretty cool book to have. You know, it's a lot of fun and to read. is it full of photo photographs? Photographs from from the time from, when yeah, you first making the record purple. and oh no 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 just this whole my band uh, that made this uh, tribute to to Deep Purple 
Um, and of course, we yeah. we revamped it and everything. It's eight. Uh, we released it eight years ago, and then I was working. I've got a whole new fabulous audio team, a whole new creative team at my studio, uh, and I was working on remixing a project. and And my guy Chris Collier says. Oh my God, I can't wait to get my hands on this one. And I said, what, the Purple Album? It's not, uh, he said, no, 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 I want to do this. And so that started the ball rolling. I spoke to my new guys and they were absolutely down. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of uh, a, a, a keyboard player called Derek Sherinian. Derek was in. No, I don't. Know. Uh, yeah, he's he was in Dream Theater, where he's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, um, yeah. Black Country Communion with Glenn Hughes and Joe Bonamassa. He's yeah. fantastic. We've never actually met in person, but I've been a great admirer of his scorching organ. <laughs> so he brought that to. He was a kind of. We were on tour, and he said. Can I do that? Can I? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's like the spirit of John Lord and his performance. But honest to God, that's nothing taking taking nothing away from how extraordinary he is as a as a keyboard player. But he just pulled out that seventies fucking fiery performance, and it really it takes the whole stuff to an entirely new dimension. Why did you first want to reapproach those songs? Was it? Did you feel that you you never had enough say in them, and they no, were you know, no, something that you could make better? No, it, the interesting thing was when uh, I got the uh, what's included on this purple package, uh, which validated uh, me doing this was my new guys found a huge blue trunk under the studio, and I said, "What blue trunk?" Uh, we had a couple of problems in here with this and that, not very pleasant. So I didn't know what was going to be in this thing. As Guy knows, um, and of course, uh, Sarah, who we both love, just had terrible loss recently, which was heartbreaking. Uh, I adored Judith, without a doubt, and huge, huge love. Um, and and it's, al- it's always, it's usually something sad that, uh, connect Sarah and I, but I adore her. As you know, I've known her since she was a, 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 to- a toddler, for God's sake. Anyway, so John, John, John Lord, Lord calls daughter. me in 2012. He said, I've been diagnosed with pancreatic can- uh, cancer. I oh, dear God. Um, he said, but I'm going to kick this thing, Davey, Davey lad. I'm going to kick this thing. Uh, will you do something purple related with me? I went, John, I'll do whatever the fuck you want. Just kick it, you know. And as we know, that didn't happen. But what happened was uh, I dug out all the Purple stuff. I, you know, was involved with three studio records and stuff. And I hadn't really listened to them. Every so often I'd played Burn or something at the request of my musicians. Um, But I didn't go that far back. So it was fascinating for me to hear as a 21-year-old these songs, you know, being thrown in the deep end, no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, but the guys were great, particularly Richie Blackmore was a mentor, and John Lord particularly was just a, 
a raconteur, you know, bon vivant, yep, stories yep. of the yin-yang, the guy you want to have dinner with and, and, and shoot the shit with and drink with, you know, uh, and, and a very generous human being. I miss him dearly, but I swear to God, his music is so alive in me. I can remember our sessions, our jokes, our late nights, you know, all of those things are vivid to me. That's how much of an impression mm -hmm. he made on me. Same, um, same. So, so I'm, so I'm digging through this stuff and I thought, wow, these fucking guys were great players. And I could hear a lot of naivety into me, but the support of them and, and the lovable Martin Birch, God rest his soul, they, were, they all fucking encouraged me, but particularly Richie. Because I'd been writing for local bands and, I, and, and I'm truly honored to be able to feature the local band that made the demo that Ian Pace heard and called Richie and said, the guy's rat-ass drunk, but he's got a good tone. It might be worth checking him out. So that's the Fabulosa Brothers. And those demos I found in this trunk, right, uh, of my all my mother's possessions, I have behind me uh, all my mother's darts awards. She's got more darts awards than I have platinums and golds, I swear. <laughs> Sorry, uh, David, darts or dance? What darts, did you say? darts, darling. Darts, yeah, wow. she was, yeah, yeah, she was fantastic. And one of the most impressive things, even after joining Deep Purple, that she would tell her friends about, he can drink a whole bowl of brandy and still play darts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, what makes her mad. Oh, totally. So this was to me a gift from my mom after 30 years and also a validation to go, you're doing so, right for this to, to do this 50th anniversary. You know, and so it, hang on, I yeah. just want to get the time. So you said you found this trunk under your studio, what was it? Well, what happened, my mum passed 30 years ago while I was working with Pagey Guy oh, before right, we okay. connected. Right. Um, and I'd gone home to be with her. Um, and my aunt, who I've also uh, lost now, uh, I sound terribly irresponsible, but these people were incredibly <laughs> dear to me, profound. But the um, yeah. she packed up this stuff beautifully. I don't know what I was doing or whatever, I had no recollection of my mum's personal effects being being sent to me in this amazing right. trunk and everything was like pristinely wrapped, beautiful, you know. I think one of the darts awards was broken, but it's still pride of place in my studio. Um, so is this an old leather trunk? No, old, no, what, what it was it? a crap cheap one. But, you know, this is, uh, right. it just contained treasure. I've got one of these here. Oh. I've got a really big... Um, suitcase just outside uh, my studio here and it's hasn't been it was 12 years ago my parents died ah. or 14 years ago and it's full of all the stuff that I thought I needed to keep in yes, their house yes. I mean what is sad is you do get the bin liner and you tip out drawers and you just think well all these bits a lot of it is no good but some of it is all in there and I well, haven't got the heart to oh, open it oh well I didn't know what it was Gary you know, that's the thing. I said, just open it because there'd been some skullduggery up my studio. I didn't know whether to be a fucking body or what. It took four big guys <laughs> struggling up from downstairs. Oh, wow. And then we open it up and it's like almost, you know, when you hear those heavenly choirs, ah, 
<laughs> you know, oh, that was a bit you right. Oh, well, that was a, a bit you right. Came out of it. I guess. Oh, sorry, oh, oh, oh. The, the spotlight uh, hit your face. I think the morphine suppository just kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> is that is that was that a bitchy oh, remark oh, about you right? I don't know. Surely not. My deep purple impression. You know. What's oh, that give Lee us a song, Kerslake. Dave. Have you got your checkbook? <laughs> Lee Kerslake. Yeah, he was a fun, fun guy. Um, but the uh, okay, so we opened this stuff and I go. Oh, my God, there are all these tapes. Purple's office, because I was travelling everywhere, I was like of no fixed abode, uh, I'd given them my mum's home address, you know, because she at least had some stability. So they would send shit of mine back up. And one of the things was the audition tape that got me in the door of... uh, and these, yeah. that's the cover versions, right? That's Dancing in the Street? And... Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, yeah, you what we would you do... You don't sound rat ass, David. Well, you know, well, that was Pacey's words. Uh, and he said he's also, to Rishi, he's got a sense of humour. Rishi said, what do you mean? He said, well, he sent a picture of himself as a fucking Boy Scout. And that is the fact, because that was no picture, no return call. So that was it. My mother made me swear, which I wrote in the letter, Dear Deep Purple. You know, my mother wants Dear this Deep back. Purple. It wasn't. Deep. It wasn't a. Yeah, it wasn't a. Yeah, it wasn't a, uh, a digital age. Mr. Purple. Oh, Mr. Purple. Uh, as you can see, I'm always prepared. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, so hang on. Did 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 the Fabulosa brothers know when they recorded this tape that they were actually recording that, the yeah, tape that would the lead, get you knell. to leave no, the band? No, 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 no. What had happened was that two of my guys, Alan Fernley and Ottie McLaughlin, had record stores. And what? So Ottie McLaughlin. Like, what was that name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Otty's fucking great. He's the percussionist on there. He's a what a diamond. I must tell you, with the last 50 years of my experiences in the music business, and you can both testify to how challenging it can be to one's integrity, to one's humanity, you know, to one's purpose. And these guys, five guys, could not have been more generous. I'd been in touch with one of them regularly, uh, mostly surgical stuff. <laughs> yeah. But the, what, you uh, mean chopping bits older, off him? <laughs> ch- chopping bits off and replacing other bits. But <laughs> I swear to God, but this, is, this is the other thing. I, before I get into their generosity, which was uh, unbounded, it was extraordinary, and reconnected them as people and reconnected them as musicians. They're mating once a week and they're playing and stuff. It's glorious for me to hear. There are no negatives which is usually not the case with any kind of dealings in this business. Um, But one of the things, we pulled this out from Strawberry Studios in Stockport. Used to be 10CC. Yeah, I was going to say, David, because because the way you've talked about them in the past is it sounds like some sort of awful thing of of a cassette player in a church hall or something. But these demos are great. Well, I can't remember the studio. Yeah. I just remember a very insensitive engineer, which led me to the spare guitar case filled with raw, butch, terribly alcoholic cider. Because <laughs> he said, there's just this microphone hanging from the ceiling. I said, do you have a hand mic I can sing? I've never sung it until anything like this. Oh, and he God. goes, if you can't sing, you can't sing. 
<laughs> oh my God, straight to the booze, which actually was the same with the Deep Purple audition. I'd t- snuck in a bottle of Bell's A Four You Go whiskey, um, which uh, my friend Roger Barker, who'd driven me down for the audition, had hidden from me. He said he didn't want me getting rat ass before the, you know, but of course the Coverdale knows, knows. And I found it immediately. I'm having quick sips of this. And then Lordy comes out of the bathroom. Oh, uh, would you mind? <laughs> Thank you so very much. Then Glenn Hughes is like, oh, oh, and the bottle's going down desperately, you know. But what I hear in those demos is my fucking big inspiration of my youth once I learned how to project was Steve Marriott of uh, right, The Small right. Faces. Ah. I just thought Stevie was just uh, well, the bee's yeah, knees. You know, it's interesting. It's so interesting. It's always interesting, you know, that that connection because because the other person, obviously, without um, I don't want to upset you, Dave. The last thing I want to hear is you know elements of Robert Plant and what he was doing, and of course Robert Plant was a massive small faces. I'm fan sorry, I lost, Stevie around I lost everywhere. audio there for a moment. <laughs> I'm so terribly sorry. <laughs> so so, but 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 both you and Plant totally oh, into Steve. Fucking, can you get Ben? There's something wrong with the audio here. <laughs> Let it go, Moving Gal. Right Gal. Let it go. Let it go, man. <laughs> Gal. Oh, Gal. Oh, oh, hey, which reminds me. It's not worth I've, it. I've had a tune. I've had a tune going through my fucking head, and I can't remember what it is. And you being so so musical in your your bits and pieces, I'm just wondering if you could help me out on this one. Try it. Hugh. We'll try. I think it's fucking amazing, and it's on my Malibu Beach House uh, songs. You know, Tony, I know there's kind of interesting energy there, but Tony was very generous with uh, my wife, Cindy, in contributing to her Food That Rocks book. So... Oh, yes. So that is a beautiful song. Beautiful song. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So in a nutshell, in essence, we find this tape. It's absolutely perfectly packaged. And we put it on uh, a two-track reel-to-reel, and it's digital garbage. And the analog is, it's a, you know, the half-inch or whatever. And I quarter inch, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And 
it's impossible. I'm going, oh, fuck. And I can hear the frequency of a conga being popped out. I'm going, uh, my co-producer here is a guy called Tom Gordon. He's a professor at UNR. Mm-hmm. And he took it to the technique, all the boffins at, uh, there to try to decode this thing. And he sent me a video with it playing. He said, I'm so sorry, David. It's not going to work. But I'm from Yorkshire. You don't fucking give up. The only difference to me between possible and impossible, that impossible takes just a bit longer. So we kept exploring it. We found, we got in touch with the guys at Weta because I met them all years ago uh, in New Zealand. They have developed that software, I'm sure you're aware, called Marl, which is why Giles Martin can remix the Beatles. He can isolate Um, the mono tapes. It's mind-blowing, but it's basically all for the Beatles. Uh, And we, even with the nice relationship I had with Richard Taylor, uh, which was nothing to do with sexual, but a really pleasant, uh, uh, with all of the team, we took like 40 guests to the festival. Uh, Amazing to walk through their workshop and see all of the... The, I was holding the Sword of Aragorn, you know, from uh, Lord of the Rings. What else do they do there? So, oh, f- fill me it's in. It's Peter Jackson and Richard Taylor, you know, but they have ah, boffins. Course, course, and if you remember that ast- astonishing, yeah. um, I saw George, yeah. God rest his soul, let me see um, uh, what they, it was called the Long and Winding Road from the Beatles sessions. At, uh, and they, it was really unpleasant to hear the arguing. Uh, and thank God it never came out. But what Peter Jackson did with that Get Back movie, that's when he sent his team, we can't put this out, the audio sucks. So that's why the boffins went in and developed this software, which is when there are certain, the same as the internet, there are aspects of AI that are an anathema to me, but there are other aspects that help me decipher mm-hmm. this demo tape with my guys and take me back over 50 years and those guys too, you know, to to reconnect us and to remember this is what opened the door and it may inspire wow. somebody, you know, cause I'm not singing fucking great, but enough to inspire Ian Pace with all the, surrounded by all these tapes of people, cause the whole fucking world was trying to join Purple. I called Richie Blackman and said, I think I found someone we could try out, you know? So, so I- was, was there a moment, was there a moment uh, recently when you, were, when you were looking at those tapes and trying to discover what was on them? There must have been a moment when you suddenly heard your voice coming back from the past. Yes, yeah. And then I, I could hear a little bit must, of Stevie Marriott, you know, pretty wild. That's, it I must was have going, been extraordinary. You know, because I fucking adored Stevie. And I, the last time I saw him before he passed, uh, he had a packet, his packet of three, and he was playing in a club in New York um, owned by uh, the original Aerosmith manager. And he was sadly, heartbreakingly, was having to play to pay off his bar bill. It, mm-hmm. was, it was not the Steve Marriott that... You know, and the other memory, yeah. I'm standing with fucking Superman, Christopher Reeves, who looked exactly like fucking Clark Kent. And we got on like a fucking house on fire, you know, beautiful gentleman, lovely man, you know. And uh, but it was heartbreaking to see one of my total heroes in such disrepair. It's very sad. No, my uh, brother, my brother went to see a show in L.A. that that's. Stevie was giving with his packet of three and he said it was weird they spoke to him afterwards and he was packing his own gear away he was back there he was back there 
I couldn't finish his book. I couldn't finish the book where it just got became so dark, so dark. I, I just had I put it down. I couldn't, I just couldn't read it, you know. Because Stevie never really experienced the kind of heightened oh, arena rock. Well, I don't je- know. Era, Humble Pie he? kicked ass over here. Him and Peter Frampton, <clears throat> Jerry Shirley and Glenn yeah, we- Clemson, they, you know, they had pretty sure. good success. But the demons, the demons of extraneous indulgences sometimes connect with people and, oh, my God, it's, it breaks your fucking heart. In an interview, Steve Marriott's saying, he said, well, no, this is where I belong, back here, playing in the clubs, you know, this is really what it's all about. And you got the feeling that he didn't necessarily really mean that. It know. wasn't a matter of choice. Yeah. Hey, when I got Whitesnake together, all of the weekly newspapers had their local pub bands on the front. You know, it was the height of punk. Uh, and I was a fucking dinosaur at 26, 27, you know. Um, I couldn't yeah. get the money to put an album together. I had to do an EP, four-track EP right. called Snakebite, which is now a fucking collector's yeah, item. And we, we were selling them out the back of the uh, Robbie Dennis from EMI. He had, took, drove up to Newcastle City Hall with a trunk full, a boot, excuse me, gentlemen, a boot full of of these white EPs. That's how it fucking started. And while we're there, of course, Bernie, Bernie Marsden. Oh, fuck. You know, it's interesting. Bernie called me. It's, I was talking to Joe Bonamassa. They were very close. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after I, I said, I hate to tell you this, but I've just had uh, Bernie's wife has just called me. Oh, my God. He's going, you're fucking joking. I just spoke to him. Both of us felt we'd just spoken to him, but it was actually back in spring. Mm-hmm. Now, Bernie called me right. and I was just finishing my workout. And I went, hey, son, how are you doing? And he sounded a bit wheezy. Uh, and I said, you sound a bit wheezy. How are you doing, kid? And he goes, oh, just a bit of respiratory stuff, a bit of a cold. But I know that COVID was doing the, still doing the ugly fucking delivering the milk and shit. You know, it's awful. It's, it's not out of, the, out of our scenario yet. Um, so I said, you please take a... He said, I just wanted to tell you, I've been listening to some of our early stuff. And he said, you had a song called Lo- uh, Love to Keep You Warm on the first Whitesnake album. He said, David, I just want to tell you, that's a perfect craftsman writing for the musicians he's working with and something that suits his voice. I went, wow, Bernie, you know, it's fucking lovely to hear. I really appreciate that. Let's stay in touch and you take care and, and went off to shower or whatever. So then a couple of weeks ago, Fran, his beautiful wife, gets in touch with me. I, I hate to tell you, but... Bernie passed overnight, he, and I went, oh, my God, Fran, yeah, you don't want to engage somebody on text and go, well, what, what happened, you know? She said, the doctor said his body just gave up. He had an infection, I think, didn't he? He had an, you know? an infection, and it just... Well, you know, I... Uh, Poor man. Yeah, it's... He's uh, been on our show, he was on our show, and it, 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 was, it, was, it was great to... And it was great to connect with him once we... we, we He's a great, another, he's another great, we got on great because we had great stories. The thing that gets me, I'm not interested in sitting down and talking to people who, congratulations on graduating business school, but what's your fucking story? Mm. You know, come on, give give me some anecdotes. Um, You know, that's that's what I, what keeps me, you know, my wife and I, uh, 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 she's, 
working, I'm working in my studio. She's working in her studio, preparing a podcast. Very excited for her. We're both really busy. We're learning stuff all the time, keeping the relationship alive and kicking and, and, uh, and extraordinarily fulfilling. This what's might be a podcast. What's that? If, if oh, it's ask. not started yet. I can't oh. give it away. I'll get oh, into okay. trouble. But I'll, I'll let you know when... Uh, if, if I announce stuff, it's going to pressure her on yep. social media, yep. as you know. So Absolutely. it's going to be whenever she's ready going, to. Going back to Bernie, obviously he had us an amazing yeah. guitar collection. I was lucky enough to have a little play on The Beast, which was his famous... The I Beast, 50, yeah. 59 yeah, 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 yeah. Does, does Joe Bonamassa now... Um, as he, well, as he got you first know, yeah, I'd, I'd, he knows about that. Um, that was actually a little bit of a clue when I saw he was going to be selling his, his that one oh, particularly because right. that's on all the White Snake, all the early White Snake records we did together. Um, uh, yeah, that was very much the identity we established was two Les Pauls, you know, right. uh, big beef, big beef stuff. Um, but when I saw that, I went, oh, fuck. Uh, I also saw what he was looking at for the for his gold top, and I'm going, oh, I hope he's okay, meaning in on not necessarily health, but in other aspects, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I know I know the feeling, you know. I, uh, we're moving a bunch of stuff out. My new guys have coming in and said, what are you using this for? It's like titanic shit, you know. Get rid of it. Give it to somebody who could use it, you know. Um but the, those things are incredible. Instruments, Guido, you know, you're a player, you're a guitar player. Instruments are huge. I've just treated myself, well, my wife doesn't know yet, to a dark purple 50s, uh, Les Paul. Um, oh. It's just come out dark purple. It's sexy as fuck, particularly as it's uh, purple's my 50th anniversary this year. And I just bought, which I adore. Well, they, they basically just a, came uh, up with it for your excuse, didn't they? <laughs> Oh, I got, yeah, excuse. <laughs> but I've, I've got an yeah. amazing collection of guitars, acoustic and electric here, Barry, Barry guitar, baritone guitar, which is fucking, I love uh, twang, you know. Uh, and the other one, uh, a Gretsch White Falcon, which oh, Jimmy used fabulous. a lot on, uh, oh God, yeah, it's just a sexy, sexy Well, I guitar, tell you, because yeah, it's funny, because in the old days, we never thought about guitars as being worth it, did we? Even in the sort of, even in the early 80s, we, we were sort of, we were never thought they were all going to be such, such we have such value. Well, a lot of them were pieces of shit. There were, you know, I would say some of these like star-shaped guitars would make a nice campfire. You know, you can't go wrong with a Telecaster, a Stratocaster. I, I mean, I've just, you know, uh, I, I've Lennon had his Epiphone, that fucking Epiphone, exactly. which was like yeah. almost like a White Falcon, you know. But the, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the, the fascinating thing is everything has value. It, uh, it, but it should start with being valuable to you. You know, um, and that's the situation. This, I when I was we, I was at an amazing party in Beverly Hills uh, at the greenhouse or something. This is early seventies. Bob Dylan, Led Zeppelin, uh, the Allman Brothers, uh, the Faces, um, Johnny Mitchell, who I almost fell to her feet, but she just wanted to get laid. And I was I was talking to Cameron Crow at the time, uh, and she's going, "Hi, Cam, who's your friend?" And she's looking me up and down, and like my girlfriend, who became my first wife, was in the bathroom doing a bump. Uh, but which brings me to. Scooter, who was one of the most beautiful men, he was the tour manager for Allman Brothers. And I don't know whether I ever told oh, you, right. but Allman Brothers was a major blueprint, early Allman Brothers, 
for Whitesnake. Oh. Um, the whole slide guitar, uh, melodic guitar, yeah, you know, keyboards and that. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the way they made symphonic rock, they took established songs, and that's what I did with the Fabulosa Brothers. We took established songs and funked them up, made them more like, you know, like Sly and the Family Stone would do. How dancing in the street or everybody's talking or whatever. Just you know, we loved. They're great, funk by the way. Rock, I really, I, I love both of those. By the way, the, the version of dancing in the street and everybody's talking. Ah, they are great, and that's thank exactly you, what you said. Yeah, but the uh, you know, Scooter said, and this is before I had because I'm working for Hendrix, my muse. You know, he's fucking Strats, uh, Richie Strat. You know, um, and he's going, David, if it's Scooter, beautiful guy. David, if you ever need any Les Pauls, let me know. Oh, fuck, I didn't know anybody who played a Les Paul. And he was going to get me them for, and they, they would have been late 50s. Bless his oh. cotton socks, oh. you know. Yeah. I've got a guitar story just recently yeah. because I, I um, when uh, Spandau got back together in 2010, I got all my guitars out of the, the lockup, and one of them, well, more than one, was missing. Oh, fuck. And the one that was missing was, was a black strap that I played on stage during True at Live yeah. Aid. And so it's on the it's on the Live Aid film. And it's I, I was really upset that this guitar went missing because it's it's a personal guitar for me and my family. This is the guitar I play. Who else that had song a key? With. Who who else had a key? That's well, what you have to do, Sherlock. I can't get I can't get into that on here. But yeah. it had gone. It, it basically on Twitter or that we were talking about earlier, um, a picture appeared uh, in a shop up in oh. In the north of England, remaining nameless. Don't you be blaming and the fucking north, Gary Kemp. He is. He is, David. He <laughs> is. That's exactly what he's doing. I it know. just so happens How it was up there. You. <laughs> and uh, anyway, to cut along. To cut a long story short, I have I have got this guitar back. Oh. Um, it's. It, it, there was no provenance that went with it. There was no letter saying it was mine. It was. But but whoever had sold it in the first place knew where they. Miracles got it. do happen. Uh, probably G, out of my locker. And that you know. Yeah. Thank you, angels, for getting yeah. that back to you. That's amazing. It, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, yeah. It's important. Yeah. What are you? Are you still playing? Are you guys? Are you sort of full of secrets? We so, just came back from Australia. We just did like ten. We went to Australia for ten days. We literally now just hang on. So you just before we spoke, I did some uh, video for you. You were going on tour. That's right. But is, that hang was on. the rock on tours, wasn't no, no, it? No, 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 no. Yeah, it's rock on tours. You never say rock on tours. You don't. No, because you're such you, a rock on tour. I know, darling. but that's the whole point. I know, but yeah, you do exactly. it. I'm sure. I, it, I no, the, but how did that go? It went fun. But it was good. The shows were all good. Yeah, and this it, was, was Nicky. It was fantastic. With Nick, with Nick, with Nick yeah, uh, who Nicky was the Mason. only person yeah. who didn't yeah. get jet lag. It actually, where he literally just sailed through it, and we were, we were all just in a complete state for days. It got to the point after about yeah. four or five days where Nick actually said, "Can you all stop talking about sleep?" <laughs> <laughs> that's it totally 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 I mean you know in the old days when we used to tour you'd do anything you, you'd take anything anything to not sleep <laughs> yeah. now we're taking anything we can to sleep you know I had I had a drummer who would do a toot and fall asleep immediately He'd take a Valium and be jacked for two days. It's metabolism. <laughs> it's just go figure, you know. Um, but those long journeys, man. I've, I had lunch with Akio Morita, the Sony guy, and I was just so profuse in my gratitude for the long-distance traveler, the Walkman. 
you know, my God, flying London, Japan over either Alaska or Moscow, you know, uh, it just made the journey. I became a like a domestic DJ putting my tapes together, tapes for shagging, tapes for meditating, so, you know, all that soul tape, <laughs> 60s Tamla, you That's, know, fucking chess oh, blues. The oh, David, David, those. can we... The world we... needs the Cuffs mixtapes. We need those. <laughs> David, can we get you on? I want to get you on David Coverdale's music to shag to. That's got to be a box set, surely. <laughs> Comes with a purple well, basically, condom. Basically, that's, you know, slide it in slow and easy, I heard, you know. Um, David, I wanted to talk, I wanted just to mention the fact Rudolf Eisley died today. Oh, and, fuck, um, I just tweeted it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know how much the Izzy brothers meant to you, Well, I'd, right? I'd first heard Twist and Shout by them, even though uh, the Beatles version was fucking blistering and Lennon's vocal is just as yeah. breathtaking. Um, but Twist and Shout was, I heard them, because I was just this huge fucking 60s soul fan, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when Ernie yeah. started, and Hendrix played with... Uh, and That's was right. influenced. Hendrix played with Icy Brothers. Huge. So when you hear "Who's That Lady" yeah. and uh, the just breathtaking fuzz box, it was, a, yeah, it was amazing. It was a really distinctive fuzz sound. But, yeah, yeah, beautiful soul, yeah. beautiful soul song. Great singer, as always. Great playing, and then suddenly a scorching electric fucking rock solo. Yeah. It was a super transition. Yeah. Super. But yeah, another another loss, man. You know, it's uh, late late fifties. It's getting a lot. Late fifties, their first single, "Shout" was their first single, wasn't it? About fifty-seven or something that Lulu covered in the end. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they go deep back into history. Yeah, back in those days, you know, you had race records and all that kind of stuff. Uh, You had sort of lame white copies of. Little to bit, Little Richard is one of the most electrifying singers I've ever, ever yeah. heard. And, and I've got oh. his autograph and oh. I treasure it. Who um, Hendrix played for as well. <laughs> who Hendrix played for as well. And Wilson Pickett, the wicked, you know. Yeah. Uh, he got his chops, man. He built all this. And that's with Hendrix. He harnessed all of these things and then came out. It was like putting... Dylan, there's you know, surreal lyrics, you know, uh, the blues, yeah. funk, uh, experimentation, and sh- you know, feedback, showbiz. yeah, soul and showbiz and performance, put them all in the fucking blender, and his work stands up, you know, today, mm-hmm. as does I have to say, Cream, Sweet. you know, I yeah. could listen to, you know, uh, the Felix, the uh, any of the fucking Cream stuff, I just. Uh, and Jeff, of course, have I seen you since we lost Jeff? I think it's uh, turned into an obituary show. I yeah. think we did. I think we did. We yeah, did we that did, obituary yeah. last time. Oh uh, my heart! Because on the purple, on this purple album, I've got a an instrumental I wrote some years ago uh, called Itchy Fingers, which was like that kind of uh, yarn, you know, Wired, the Jeff Beck Wired with Jan Harmer, uh, where it was kind of a rock tempo with a. So that's in the middle of a song called You Fool No One on this. And my guys just scorch my guitar players, the Mustard Red Beach and Joel Hoekstra. But I dedicated on this record because it was originally uh, for me something to send to Jeff. Uh, and I miss him terribly. So you've got a book out. You, you've got a book out at the same time. So is the box set and a book both available? Is well, that, uh, is no, we've got this is like one of the most modest ones. Um, 
It's got a ton of new stuff on it, of course, all remixed and stuff. But no, the book is a separate entity. It's 200 copies that I, I got from the publisher, and we've given them to our merch company, 310. So hopefully they'll be at an agreeable price. They'll be coming online today, I think. And the beautiful books, the some of the hologram, I think I sent you the posh ones. Uh, and some oh, what they call the you. standard issue. But they're beautiful, and it's extremely timely, but it's all related to my fifth... It's amazingly my 50th anniversary of getting the job with Deep Purple around this time, 50 years ago. How does it feel even it's saying that, to me. David? How does it... You, you know what I mean? Well, it's, it's easier than saying 70 fucking two, guy. Fuck me, man. What a great testament that yeah. 50 years... You know, you're still yeah. there, still doing that, and you're celebrating yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's amazing. What a year, what a year 73 was though. What a year, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh my God, yeah. Well, um, when we, the first time I heard Dark Side of the uh, Money, it was on one of the fucking crew had made a cassette to play before Purple came on. And I'd go, because I, I was aware of all of the early uh, Pink Floyd stuff, as you, the, the stuff that yeah, you yeah. guys are doing. Uh, a lot of the Sid stuff, I, I fucking loved Sid. I never met him, sadly. I adore him. Um, and and always wonder what would you have done, you know? Uh, did you see the other day Lennon would have been eighty three? John Lennon. Wow, uh, just extraordinary. Yeah. But anyway, so and fucking Paul's going back out. My God. But anyway, um, yeah. so I'm going. Wow, what the fuck is that? Dom dum dum boom boom boom. And these like stereo things going on. I'm going. I had no idea who it was, you know, because uh, it was so. Such a fucking immense arc from uh, Saucer Full of Secrets, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, Metal, Omagama. Yeah, there's nothing of, there's to recognize there. Yeah. No indication. Because if yeah. you, when you start, when the, the, the guy started, those songs I would listen on a crappy transistor under the bedsheets in the old caricature of to Radio Scarborough, Radio 270, and hearing like that phasey fucking thing, but Arnold Lane, CMLE Play, oh fucking gnome. I've huh? got a bag. You can ride it if you like. It's got a basket, a bell that rings, and things to make it look good. Radio Scarborough was <laughs> Scar playing. Don't this you diminish Scarborough? Don't I'm you not. fucking diminish? No, no. I'm bigging up. I'm bigging up Radio Scarborough. I think it's fantastic if that's where you heard these songs. The pirate shit, the pirate stuff, just outside the three, what three mile limit? You, what did you guys have in London? Next time you're available, we'll, uh, we're all t in the same town. You must come on stage and sing yes, Arnold Lane with that, us. We I mean, love I would that. love. Oh that. man, didn't Bowie oh, well, do that with yeah. the boys yes, at a charity yeah, it, thing? It, it, it was at a Gilmore show. It wasn't a, no, it wasn't a charity thing, David. It was uh, it was when we were playing at the Albert Hall, and it was one of Rick Wright's last ever shows. And it was Bowie's it was oh. last ever gig to a paying audience. And yet he and what's amazing was he got up and he did Arnold Lane and he knew that song inside, outside, up. It's like he'd been yeah, singing yeah, yeah. it every night for the last yeah. forty years. Yeah. It was amazing. He probably had. Yeah, with yeah, great. <laughs> I turned. I, got, I swear so to God, David, I would make my son uh, playlist as I was take, driving him to school. Uh, and number one, by accident, he heard the Goon shows. 
And right. I went, oh, oh, right. oh, I'm sorry. That's Daddy's, you know, secret fucking player stuff. That, you know, Peter Sellers <laughs> and uh, Spike Milligan and stuff. And he goes, no, 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 what's that? And then suddenly Blue Bottle goes, he's fallen into water. You know, one of them. And my son's cracking yeah, yeah, up yeah. at like Harry six Seacom. or seven. So I'm going, he is my child, you know. <laughs> and then I would introduce him to all this, like uh, the, uh, the Arnold Lane, the Gnome, Bike, all of those lovely Sid Barrett songs. Uh, and he was a, bit, a f- big fan of Sweet. And he went, don't don't Queen sound like sweet? <laughs> I said a bit. Yeah. He's right. He's right. That's very true. Uh, and obviously the goons are massive influence oh, on, on lots God, of bands like the Beatles. That oh, yeah. Period was well, when you hear those old Beatles uh, things, they're all doing goon voices. That's right. Know? That's right, John. John. Uh, can you get it on vinyl, this box set? Oh, can yes. Your, uh, uh, in uh, fact, re- I have one here. I can't open it for you, Chalmers. Why, have you not got Excalibur uh, with you? Double, <laughs> it's a uh, double... It's, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I do. It's never far for me. Uh, oh, but this, the Lady uh, of the Lake has popped up. Yeah, but this is... Um, the Lady of Lake Tahoe, yeah. She's at her studio now, I think. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, it's gold vinyl. So it's very sexy. Wow. And uh, None more gold. So, yeah, so this is... Um, We've put on as much new uh, aspects. I've got, I worked, uh, something I've wanted to do for many years. Uh, Tom, uh, my co-producer, Tom Gordon, uh, is Mr. Reno. And you, you know, you enjoyed Reno for a time. I did enjoy Reno. And had to leave before we buried you somewhere. Um, uh, It sounds like a great song title, doesn't it? (laughs) I enjoyed Reno. I I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. Oh, hey! Uh, (laughs) Is Reno going to get us in a small sphere? Oh, there already is one, like a fucking big golf ball, but I think it's for bowling. Um, But anyway, uh, I said to Tom, he said, you know, if we do a project with strings, he said, I know just the guy, uh, the string arranger for the Reno Philharmonic, uh, Jeff DePauli. I said, I'll bring him in. Let's have a meeting. Oh, fuck, you'd love him. He's got Mordor license plate, you know. Uh, a big, I swear to God, the only thing missing is a battleship, a pair of fucking binoculars, you know, looking for German U-boats. He has the big beard there, you know, like the old royal family, Saar Nicholas stuff. Uh, and, and total character. You'd love him, G. Uh, he sat down, listened to Soldier of Fortune. We stripped it down. We did two arrangements with a string quartet, two violins, viola, and a cello, two alternate arrangements uh, that are featured on here with these beautiful women for amazing sensitive players uh, and different arrangements, one to accompany Joel Hoekstra on classical guitar, um, and the other one is just me with a string quartet, which is... uh, We'll be putting out, I think, in about two weeks. But there's a lot of new stuff in there. Of course... My beautiful brothers from the north, the Fabulosa brothers, mm-hmm. I am so proud to have them, you know, featured on the, uh, on this yeah. record. And uh, and it's been a, thanks, just a thanks, sweet... Thanks to your mum. My mum, I swear to God, yeah. absolutely. There's no question it was a, a validation. Uh, that's, you're doing right. You know, I had to celebrate this incredible event yes. somehow and really this is uh, the best that i can do you know um, are, are you still in touch are you still in touch with any of yeah glenn glenn and i am I'm, I'm, uh, pushing his american tour he's doing actually a tribute to uh, uh the time in purple yeah. which will be fucking marvelous um 
Uh, I've got Joel and uh, uh, Joel Hoekstra and Brandon Gibbs doing a European tour, like Simon Garfunkel and thing. But they're, you know, keeping the White Snake fans up uh, and excited. Um, you going to go out on the road, David? I don't know. I don't know. I'm dealing. It's so interesting. This aging shit. Uh, I have still have issues in my shoulders. This is the rotator cuff. The blessing of arthritis, of course, which uh, I hope you guys never have to experience. Um, it's, uh, it really will depend on, on my health. I've got an incredibly supportive bunch of musicians who are all staying busy. You know, I have enough material to, uh, to if we wanted to do an album, but we do have, we are starting now working on the video from uh, the Farewell Tour and for, for a project there, you know, with Tanya, your old friend guy, uh, who right. adores you, she, another foolish, foolish woman who you, lost her heart, the Medusa of rock, my Irish ambassador. Um, you know, so, and the guys, Dino, all of the guys, I swear to God, they just shone. Um, and they, it was just a beautiful experience. It really was. You've had Steve Vai on, I think, haven't you? No, we haven't. No, Have you had Steve no we haven't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you haven't? Oh, Stephen's fantastic. He was actually playing at the last show, which turned into the last Whitesnake show, at the Hellfest Festival in uh, France. And Stephen had sort of just played, and we'd been talking and texting and going, you know, do you want to come on and jam? Because my philosophy is once a snake, always a snake, you know? So you actually oh. have been a former member. You can add that to your CV. You've been a member of White Snake yes. with the Restless Heart yes. Project. Yes, my he's, boy, he's definitely definitely Snake. A snake. I'm with pr a proud, but yeah, it's a so proud exciting. Snake. The response is so far. It's out coming out. One eyed trout. What? <laughs> the, uh, it's uh, the responses I saw before getting on the uh, uh, with the Marx Brothers here um, was fucking glorious on, <laughs> on online. You know, people know that I'm. There's no. I'm not going buy this. Please, whatever you do, buy it. Save my fucking life. It's nothing to do with it. It's there if you want it. And it's a labor of love. Uh, it's this new team I'm working with uh, who just bust ass for me. And it's, uh, it's a joy for me to come and work with them. Young guys, young hip gunslingers, you know. Um, and I think we're going to be able to create some beautiful well, things. Thank you so Great. much. Oh, fuck, are you kidding? Always a joy. Always just, always a joy. Well, I'll let you know when Cindy gets a thing on and you can interview her and get all the actual truth as opposed to my embellished shit. Well, you definitely keep us abreast. Steady on, leave her and, breasts uh, yeah, alone. Like we can't wait They're to do mine and mine only. <laughs> but obviously we can't wait to do something else when we get you back. Because, you know, you are a fixture. You're a fixture here, David. Whenever you want. You it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. So I think you were offline, Guy. I've, we've sent you guys. Uh, I actually sent uh, Ben, you, and, uh, and Gary uh, gifts so you should get soon, um, which will be in celebration of this particular Aww. day. And uh, always a pleasure. Take care, my loves. All the best. Uh, you know, I think Aww. I may have said this before. It's Deus Ex Machina, isn't it? Which is meant to be that that time in a Greek play when when on on some sort of elevation down comes God, and he tells all the subjects what they should be thinking. But he's just such a great personality to spend some time with. Not that you get much of a word in Edgeways. No, it is quite funny because I worry that 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 um, 
that people might, you know, when we do, David, is that people go, oh, my God, they keep interrupting. It's like, we have to. <laughs> Otherwise, we're not on the show. <laughs> Otherwise, we might as well not turn up, you know, because yeah. he'll just go. I mean, we could probably just stick pictures of us. But is it still is pictures it, of it's us? Enthusiasm. But it's, no, it's just so brilliant. And also, one little thing I took away from that is um, I, I'm never going to be able to not think of Jan Harmer. From now on, I've never ever heard yeah, that name pronounced yeah, yeah. like that. And, and also, I'm taking away. Never mention Robert Plant when you're in the same room as David. That was that was the <laughs> most magnificent swerving there. Wasn't oh. it? I can't believe you tried again. I just I thought he genuinely didn't hear me, but of course he was. He, he... No, he's that's because he, he's a pro. Yeah, he's he a is pro. a pro. Well, but yeah, that's so, top swerve. So thank you so much for listening again to David Coverdale. But he's all you know. He's 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 the kind of. He's our other brother. You love he? him. Well, that's why we have him. Yeah, he's our brother. And it's also because we know you, our, our, our audience, love him like we do. So, well, thank you. And thank you to Ian, who's been our producer this week. Um, and, uh, and Ben, who's always our producer. And uh, it's good night from me. And it's good night from him. Rock on Tours is produced by Gimme Sugar Productions, a Warner Music Group UK. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 